0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Are you
0: today? I am doing wonderful. It's wonderfully sunny out here in sunny California. We're almost in the 80s and everybody's saying hip hip hooray. The rain is gone and Noah's Ark has left. So we're very happy out here. in this beautiful sunshiny state right here. A lot of mud rides, but other than that, we're doing okay.
1: Excellent. Here in New York, it's a little... Overcast, a little like it looks like some rain, but as you're saying hip hip hooray, here we're saying hip hip Jorge, as in Jorge Posada, As The Yankees have had their, are, as the Yankees have started the Major League Baseball season, and opening day is actually happening right now. But I'm taking a break from my favorite team as they attempt to win their 28th World Series to join you today on Parents Kids Music. And I think I made a great choice as as we do on parents kids music, Jay, myself, and sometimes we have some special guests. We talk about the relationships that people have in the, on the family level, parents with their children, children with their children when they become parents, and the musical influences that they have in their life. Um When they're a child, and even in the relationships that they have when they're an adult, so Jay, tell me about what it is that you're doing, and tell me about something I know you were sometimes you get influenced by your own daughters, and your daughter, Julina sometimes introduces you to to some new music and some new artists and anyone so so so, what have you been listening to as a result of? being
0: a father today? Well, today there's actually an artist. Her name is Anna Lee Hamilton. And uh, she's like the good answer to a lot of the artists out there. She really can sing. And and uh, she has a video out called Bloodfly. So me and my daughter, we went together and she said, Daddy, Daddy, I want you to hear this lady and tell me, she's, you know, can she really sing? And then she was listening to Our other artist, Rebecca Black, which actually Jelena keeps singing the song because she says that's catchy. And I said, please, you know, please, you know, as a parent, I'm like, please don't sing that. But, you know, I can't stop her. Basically. (laughs) So she she said, so so by listening to Rebecca Black, she said, well, let me find something that my daddy likes. And let me ask her, ask him if this young lady could sing. And I said, okay, let me listen to who you're talking about. And. I listened to Anna Lee Hamilton, and actually, the girl is good, and she can sing. She's a she's a great singer. She has five million views. She doesn't have a lot of dislikes, and I was very proud to listen to her, and her song is called Butterfly. So that's, the, that's one of the artists of the week, uh, this week, and you guys get a chance, go to YouTube and look up Anna Lee Hamilton. Um, you really will enjoy her. Um, you really will. She's like a teen pop type of electric pop singer, and uh, she's kind of from California. And uh, the uh, the person that found her, Patricia Wilson, who's a big producer, who found her, uh, and one of their songs, their songs, they did that song for Rebecca Black, actually. (laughs) But this was the the other side of Rebecca Black. Yeah, they actually... Patricia Wilson is uh, they gained their notoriety and she's like a she's like the founder of ARC, which is a ARC uh music factory which they were the, the team put together to do the Rebecca Black song and this is their other artist. So um and she's really good. So if you get a chance, check wow. her out. And she, yeah. So Rebecca Black has started uh a lot of things and she's since she's the most known now a lot of these other artists are benefiting from her being a known artist which is kind of cool.
1: That's like all those rap stables where you've got right. one artist who introduces you, it's like Dr. Dre introduced us to Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg introduced us to the town. then years later Dr. Dre introduced us to Eminem, and then Eminem brought out D12 and that it can be done, it does it can be done in different genres and even in even like the like everything that's happened with Rebecca Black and Friday and appearing on the Tonight Show and just like I just like the fact is that she is like the Rebecca that Black Friday video this week has passed one of Justin Bieber's videos as one of the most disliked videos on YouTube of all time.
0: Wow, well, they, you know she Rebecca Black and Emily. Yes. Rebecca Black press, yeah, press. Right. Yeah, well, Rebecca Black is on the Arc Music Factory. So is Annalie. So they you know, they're doing things out there to excite the internet. And to excite people, to get people uh to pay attention. And uh that's that's like uh, it's working. It's, it's working. It's working for them. Um so if you want to see uh Annalie or even if you want to see Rebecca Black, you can go to arcmusicfactory.com. And you can check out Annalie, which is, to me, more pleasant. And uh, so th- that's one of the artists. The other one, uh, the other one, Symphonique Miller, who, by the way, is Ro- little Romeo's, I believe, sister, Miller. Um, She has a song out, and that song is called Rockstar. And she's very exciting. You can check her out. Uh, and she is a, a Disney star. So um, you can go to check her out there. Um, she's incredible. has really powerful vocals. She can sing pop, R&B, and hip-hop. And she can dance. And she's a serious actress also. So you can check her out, symphonic, com, which is C-Y-M, I believe, P-H-O-N-I-Q-U-E.com. And you can check her out. And she is a wonderful talent. And she's going to make you laugh and smile and I don't know if you guys know who little Romeo, he plays for USC now, plays basketball, his masterpiece son. I believe this is his daughter or cousin or daughter or cousin or something like that. So they're all related. Wow. And she's maybe 13 or 14 years old. She's like a little, she's like a little, uh, Miss Beyonce, a little Beyonce, a little uh, Miley Cyrus or Rihanna. And they call her a little, Miss Swagger, but, uh, call a little
1: Miss Swagger, but,
0: yeah. They call her little Romeo Swagger.
1: plays play, plays basketball for USC? Really? I had no idea about that.
0: Yeah, I believe, I believe so. I hope I'm not wrong. I believe so, though. I believe like, so. I I said that was... out.
1: Like, I'll be honest, I really didn't pay much attention to March Madness this month, but it also shows that, I mean, you, this is somebody who already, like, as a child, had a, had a career and had a musical career and, had, and, had, and sold records and probably made a lot of money. And the fact is it's, now moving over to the next thing, and not many people have had that success. I mean, you have, I mean, you've had athletes that have moved into entertainment. You've had, like, a lot of people who became actors or had become executives and stuff, but, wow, i got to take a look at that.
0: Yeah, I believe he was, uh, I believe he did play, I believe, I believe that's his, Romeo Miller, he's a basketball player now, and, um, that's, that's
1: what he's doing. That's, that's amazing. I like to amazing. Be... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just saying. Before we bring out our first guest, I would like to announce that we are have that yes, we are giving away a twenty five dollars iTunes gift card today on the show, and we haven't done it yet, but. The winner will be announced later today. How do you enter? All you need to do is follow us on Twitter. The, name, the username is parentkidmusic. That's our show name minus the letters S. P-A-R-E-N-T-K-I-D-M-U-S-I-C, parent kid Music. And later today, Jay and I will be announcing a winner for of, the, of a $25 iTunes gift card just for one of our listeners who is following us on Twitter. So take a look at it. Parents, kids, music, parents, kid, music on Twitter. So ladies and gentlemen, we're about to bring on a special guest. And this is somebody who I've known my entire life. I actually haven't seen him for a few years, but somebody who who grew up across the street from me, and I'm honored to bring him on. Peter, are you there?
2: I'm here, Ian.
1: Excellent. I'm Peter. I meet Jay, Jay Peter.
2: Hey.
0: Hello, hello, hello.
2: Hey, Jay. How's it going?
0: I'm doing okay. How are you doing out there? Not so bad. Excellent. I know cold. that... I
1: don't. Is it? It. I, it does seem a pre, pretty dark I'm indoors at the moment, but I'll be able to face the elements soon. Yes, Peter. The before the show, today? what's that?
2: Suppose, we're supposed to get the
1: in. I really, wow, wow. So it's that's that's amazing that here we are, last day of March. It's officially spring. There's a baseball game on t v and it might snow, yep <laughs> wonderful yeah yeah, so um before the show was beginning i was I was talking to um Jay about you and how and how when I was a child and when you were also a child, even though a few years older than me, and how you were you just loved and were obsessed with the amiga.
2: Right. Well, Commodore in general,
0: but Yeah. Yeah. I
1: just remember okay. I, I just remember you talk, talk about like about that. Jay Jay you want to say something?
0: Yeah, because uh, I'm gonna see how how Peter is how good he is. Okay. Peter name the three models. Well, yeah, name the three models of the Amiga. Which what are the three models?
2: Well actually it was the one thousand was the first one. Yep. And that came out yes. with the 500, which was the keyboard version. And then there was the 2000. Then yes. they came out with the 3000, the 3000 UX, the 1200, yes. and the 4000, the
0: yes. 4000T, and the 4000 UX. You're good. <laughs> I like it. That's, that's oh, wonderful to hear, <laughs> <laughs> This guy's <is> good, Ian.
1: <laughs> um, I, I, I told you, I was not a Commodore fanboy. I'm. I, I, my very first computer, as I shared, was a TI 99 4A. Yep. No, yeah. Does so anyone? Yes, it's
0: probably still in the house somewhere. I am so glad and that he knows about this. I'm so glad that he knows about this. This is this, this, Amiga because. Uh, are you good with workbench?
1: You're really good, Peter.
2: Oh, I haven't used one in like 15 years or so, but. Um, I, I mean, I was I was pretty okay
0: on it. <laughs> so, so you know, so, so you know where that when that computer came out for us kids, that computer scared the rest of the industry because they were trying to get rid of that thing. Oh, was, totally. Was, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to hear anything about that computer because it was a true multitasking computer, and all the other, they, they, you know, they, they, and they wanted to get rid of it. The industry hated it. It was like... That computer was about
2: 10 years ahead of its time.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, and I was hoping that it would would do good, but I believe Gateway bought it and got rid of it somehow, put it in their archive. No,
2: Commodore filed bankruptcy, and and the name and the operating system have been sold to a bunch of different places. At one point, it ended up in Germany, and it was going to be developed into a set-top box, and then it was going to be developed into a game console, and... I, I'm not sure who has it now, I haven't um, kept track, but last I heard they were going to bring it back as a um, form factor computer, like, you know, an comu- all-on-one computer. <clears throat>
0: uh-huh. Wow. So that's, that's well, I still, what I, heard of. I still have my uh, video toaster, I still have my uh, Commodore, I have my 3,000, I have my 2,000, and I have my 1,000, and that's just to say... I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I still have those pieces of informa- uh, hardware.
2: Well, so, they're great machines, you know.
0: Right, right, right. So, what, what was your. Did you have a, a bunch of programs on your Commodore? Did you have a, a particular, particular program that you use on your Amiga?
2: Oh, God, I don't remember. <laughs> that was so long ago. Um, there were a bunch, but I mean, mo- most of the programs that I got were you know came with um... cause back then the, you know computer magazines would print programs or they'd right. provide them on a disk or something Right. that's where most of us would get our programs back in the day you know right, we'd, get, right, we'd right. by typing them in from from magazines or downloading them from a BBS or you know I guess nowadays you download it from the internet so that, that really hasn't changed but mostly it was you know from magazines cause they were printed in the magazines and that's how you really learned how to program.
0: Right, 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 right. You did, you did. So grassroots programming.
2: <laughs> exactly. And now, the, I guess what's similar to that nowadays is op- is the open source movement.
0: Yeah, I would say that. It would be that. Yeah, it would be. Well, it's amazing. You know, it has a lot room. of
2: roots in the hobbyist and grassroots programming back in the 70s and 80s.
0: So are you still programming, Peter, still uh, to this day? I'm still doing stuff oh.
2: like that? <laughs> I haven't done that in years. But I am still involved <laughs> in computers. I have um, like a, a social media and IT consulting um, firm that I'm trying to grow or mm-hmm. trying to start. So you know, I've always been involved in computers and, and technology, you know, in some fashion. So now, for me, it's more about using technology and how to use technology to, you know, uh, get the best out of it and improve people's lives.
0: Uh, do you share anything with kids out there also? Do you do anything with, like, certain kids, you know, some of the, your computer stuff?
2: Um, not anything so much that's organized. I mean, you know, I... I I share stuff on Twitter and Facebook, and I post. Um, I just try to basically spread the word about good programs and things like that.
0: Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So do you miss seeing the computer eagle? Remember when they first came out, the Commodore 1000, they had that eagle graphic, and uh, I believe that the Commodore was the first music computer totally uh, integrated. Um uh, and that's what, that's what got me into the Amiga because it, it was supposed to be a music machine.
2: Right, well, the Atari ST was also supposed to be a music machine. I think that had a MIDI port built in. I can't remember if the Commodore did or if the Amiga did. Um, but Commodore uh, had a ha- – uh, I'm sorry?
0: No, you're right. The the, the, the uh, ST had a, a MIDI port and the Commodore had a UARC. UR, UR, and it, all right. you had to do was plug the MIDI. Yeah, it did, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then, yeah, those um, but Commodore had a longer legacy, I think, because of the Commodore 64. You know, when, when it had, it was the first computer with a sound chip on board.
0: Right. Uh, with the sound right. chip. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: that's when music started. That's what that's what that, that's when MIDI started, and that's when the music started. And you are right. And I was there, and you was there, and mm-hmm. uh, that's 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 incredible because. Nobody really knows this information, so you share this with our, our audience as a kid. That's the first thing you wanted was a Commodore 64, and you wanted to use uh, one of the interfaces. Uh, very right. musical, very musical computer, very musical computer. I remember a program on the 64 called Musical Calc, and I used that to create music. and It's like uh, it's like really, really interesting, and I also remember a program from a company called Cherry Lane, and, they, and a guy also... They had a program by this guy named Doctor Tobias or Doctor T, and uh-huh. you could press the you could you could hook your keyboards to the Commodore or to the Amiga, and you could actually press the keys to trigger sequences. And it was yeah. kind of amazing because you could use your yeah you could use your whole computer as a instrument, <laughs> which you know it was nobody's the first done time that. I was about. ever really done. <clears throat> <laughs> right, right. So that's uh that that's very 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 interesting that that you're doing that. Um, so what are you, what are you doing
2: these days? These days I'm, you know, as I said, I'm trying to get this new consulting firm off the ground doing social media and, uh, you know, IT consulting, basically trying to match technology to people's needs and, and help them get the most out of it. Okay. And and also just network with, you know, other people. I mean, social media is just really an amazing Um. um Event—it's uh, not really an event, but it's just amazing the way that it's grown and the way that you can connect people and find information and and do so many different things with it. It's—it's it's truly, I think, what the internet was built for.
0: Okay. Well, we want to get—we want to get to some of your musical background, um, eh? um, and fi- and and find yeah. out your yeah, Ian, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Answer I mean, it's like, like like let's, be, let's let's go offline for a second and. Then, and outside of the computer, what was your what was your background growing up listening to music, making music just like how like what role did music play in your life as a kid and leading up to where you are now?
0: It
2: played a pretty big role um you know I was raised by my grandparents who were survivors of the great Depression, so I grew up listening to all of their music and um from that, I learned, you know, how to have fun and how music can bring emotions um, into your space. You know, um, a lot of the music from the big band era was, of course, very happy. But at the same time, there was also some other music that, you know, carried different emotions. Um, my grandparents had a huge collection of 78 records, which uh, I don't know if I have to explain vinyl to your listeners and, and the different speeds. Um but 78 was used, you know, before 33s and 45s um, became popular. That's one of the oldest, I think, record sizes and speeds. Do you know about 78? Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: okay. I was born in 78.
2: Ah. Um. I mean the record 78, not the. I, uh, I
1: know. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but um. You know, so I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music. Um, Classical, definitely. Uh, Not so much pop music. I really didn't get into pop music and pop culture until, like, maybe my later high school years. And that's when, you know, I had some different friends and they had different musical tastes. Um, So until that point, it was all basically, you know, very, I guess, older generation type music and classical. Um, But it, it, it... Taught me that you know music is a Universal language um, It goes beyond barriers of um, Culture Ethnic barriers language barriers It goes beyond a- any sort of barriers because it, c- it carries a universal message And you know that's the human emotion
1: Absolutely Absolutely so it's like As you As you've gotten older like like, do, like do you still listen to the music that's that, that that your grandparents introduced you to? Like, um, like, like what what kind of devices do you use to listen to music these days?
2: Um, mostly uh, my computer and phone. Um, I'll listen to streaming music online. Um, I don't really listen to the radio too much, uh, but mostly online. And, and yes, I will seek out. You know, all different sorts of music I'll listen to mostly nowadays. Um, it's great just exploring different kinds of music. You know, world music and music from other parts of the world, um music that other people are, are not necessarily American music, but in other countries, what's popular there. It's it's just so fascinating to to find out what, what is popular in other countries because it kinda of gives you an insight into their into what's going on.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely and I know that Before the show you were talking about Some of the causes that you're behind Now and 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 how about if you could share With, share with us a little bit about What that is and really just like In some ways like Where Like the roles that music play in Inspiring you to, to 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 Be a stand for, for such causes
2: Right Well um God. What's the best way I can put this? I, I guess, you know, music because it can be so inspirational, it, it provides so much for me. I wanted to give something back. And also just in, in learning about music, um, you know, my undergraduate degree in college is in music performance. I went to SUNY Purchase and um you know, music history is part of the requirements. But there there are a lot of musicians, um when you really dig into the history of music that were persecuted and, and um, you know, they had a really hard time trying to make a name for themselves or trying to succeed. So I guess, you know, just learning about them kind of inspired me to be the best person that I could be and do what I can for others. And one thing that's universal with... Um, I, I, I feel that it's universal with musicians is the desire to share your music and your talent and your art. So um, that gives me a great sense of community and wanting to share what I can bring to the table to the community at large. And in in that respect, it, it kind of helped me um, get the courage and uh, stamina to... To, um, stand up for people whose rights are being, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Whose rights are being not diminished, but, um, withheld, I guess. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the best way to put it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and, you know, music has also been a huge part of many, um, Movements throughout history. Uh, The civil rights movement has had, you know, their kind of um, anthems, one would say. Um, The women's rights movement, women's suffrage. Uh, You know, there was music during the American Revolution. Um, Music is just something that's so universal and it touches almost every aspect of our lives that it's just something that you can kind of latch onto and and kind of, you know, draw some energy from it if you need it, or give energy back to it if you can. Right.
1: right. Beautiful. Yes. So, so. So, Peter, and and had and what world do you think it was that growing up with your grandparents that that brought you a level of inspiration? Like, did your Grandparents inspire you to be supportive of those who need that support, and um, and and did the music play a role in that? Um.
2: Well, yeah, my grandparents definitely. I mean, the neighborhood we grew up in was very um, neighborly. You know, it's it's the kind of community where you help your fellow. Neighbor out if they need it You look out, you know, for your neighbor's back And not necessarily sticking your nose in their business But, you know, like if they're on vacation You watch over their house, that kind of thing Um, It was a really great neighborhood growing up I think you'll agree, Ian, right? I
1: absolutely agree. agree
2: And, and, you know, we're very fortunate to have grown up In that sort of environment Um, Music, I think, did play a part Because there were events, you know either neighborhood parties or community events, and there was always music at those events. You know, it's, it's it's hard to imagine an event or being at an event where music isn't present. And in terms of, you know, um, in, inspiring myself to participate in the music, I think that was kind of forced on me, really. Uh, my grandmother enrolled enrolled me in band camp. Hmm. Um And I I really didn't want to go um, because I was, you know, pretty shy as a kid and I just didn't want to go and um, be around all these, you know, strange kids. And after a little while, I I started taking to it and I started to learn to play the trombone. And, you know, it it became a huge part of my life. I mean, um, there were so many things that we did in band and, and band was such a huge part of high school. I think that if I weren't um, a musician in high school, that it would have been a much different experience for me. It wouldn't have been as good of an experience and as positive positive an experience. Um, There was a lot of community that revolved around music in school and growing up, and that really made a difference.
1: And considering growing up in the same town, going to the same school, and being in that very band in high school, I 100% agree. Since really, like it's, at Porchester High School, it was really either you were a jock, you were in the band, both, or neither. And and you know, it's all those years, like from fourth grade until I graduated, just practicing my clarinet, and then all those band camps, the competitions first thing like that was a big part of my life and a big part of like my own growth and it's it was just a it was just a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean and when you got to band in high school that really started get, providing you with structure in your life. Um you know, I assumed a leadership position in, in my senior years, my junior senior years Um, in the band, section leader and and whatever, and you learned responsibility, you learned structure Um, it really helped you grow and develop as a person and mature Um, and it's such a great experience and we had fun with it too I mean you know, I mean some of it's like the typical high school prankish stuff, the bullying, whatever that didn't really happen too much in band and when you were in band you were kind of protected from that you know, I, I, at least I think I was. Um, and, you know, even the jocks looked up to the bands at, at school because, you know, we were so um, good. <laughs> Not to hit our own horn, but, you know, we we really did um, do greatness. It's, it's very 100. important. It's great.
1: Go ahead, it's Jay.
0: Band is, yeah, band is very important. Um like I was, I was looking at American Idol last night, and the um, lead singer for Aerosmith was he—he he was basically saying, basically, uh, I joined the band because I got all the girls. So I can see the jocks respecting the band members, <laughs> and the band members respecting the jocks because it, it just—not that that's the reason, but it makes you something. It makes you proud of something. It makes you believe in yourself. And, and, and I think if the fact that we don't have a lot of music now in our schools because it's been taken out, it takes that sense of belonging to a team out. And when you're in a band, it's a band and it's a team. And it, it, it brings that, that feeling that you're part of something. So I can see why you guys love being in a band because so did I. And even if you're even if you in a band outside of school, it still adds a team. It's not, not like a um, a gang or anything. But it's a positive team and everybody's working to do something to sound good and make this musical composition sound good, so I'm very glad that both of you guys were in the band because uh you guys turned out to be wonderful people. It just makes you ha- it gives you it, I guess band was the first social media.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually in <laughs> so- a way oh it, it 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 is. It forced us to be together be together to learn to work together, to, you know, respect one another, to learn to rely on one another when we needed to. Um there's just so much that it can teach you. And you know, our band actually the um again Port Chester High School, it's it's pretty competitive. I mean we went on band trips. Our you know some schools have school trips. Well we had band trips. My band trips were to Walt Disney World, um Toronto, uh Boston and Philly. Wow. You know, and we played in venues, and we competed, and we were, you know, pretty successful in competition as well. So we were competing against bands from all across the country, and to be able to be, you know, to garner first or second place against 20 other bands from around the the nation is pretty, you know, amazing, especially when you consider this is high school kids we're talking about. It's not, you know, professional band. This is like 13 to 18-year-olds who are doing this, You know, so it it really is um, so important to have music in schools these days and, and arts in general. And it's just such a shame that, that arts are one of the first things that they look to cut. Um, and I hope that, you know, more schools, if, if they can't do an official arts program, could have perhaps an extracurricular after-school arts activity or something because it really does give you that sense of belonging, as you said, and that sense of accomplishment and... You know, just being out there and and putting yourself out there, but knowing also that you're not alone.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's like, where do we where do we go, Ian and, and Peter? Where do we go from here? With not ha- you know, not just the sports, the music being taken out, the school schools. What do we do? We do we bring the kids to our homes? I mean, how how does this work now? I mean, you guys got any suggestions on what do we do? Do we go to the
1: you know? Do we have? I think there's just. <laughs> There's just so many things. Obviously, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a superintendent or even a teacher or an educator and or or in a union or in management or anything in terms of education. But there's certainly things can be done that are not being done right now. Well,
2: where the, have a, well, well the I have a, a few
0: ideas. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, for, first of all, there's there's the internet and social media. I mean, there are things like the YouTube orchestra. You know, I don't know if ah. you've heard of that. Nope.
1: Yes. No, no, I haven't. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah, there are things like the YouTube orchestra where people upload, you know, um, what they're playing and and the, the instruments that they're playing in that particular piece, and then it gets assembled into this huge like you know, um, because they're all playing the same piece but different instruments, so all these people get assembled into one video file and it becomes, you know, as I said, like the YouTube orchestra. It's really amazing. Um, Another thing is... Another thing is that um, in our high school, um, at least when I was there, my teachers in the honors tracks didn't necessarily stick just to their subject. Um... And that's something that can be used to incorporate music into the classroom when there is no um, official, you know, music or arts program. And um, it it happened at first in elementary school and then middle school not so much, but then in high school it it happened again where, you know, because as I said, music is such a huge part of life that it it touches every aspect of it. English teachers can can hold a lecture about music and, and music and literature, you know, math teachers can can perhaps do a comparison of how similar music is to math and the equations used in music or, and how they're similar to the equations used in math. Um, <clears throat> social studies and, and social sciences teachers can do the same thing. I mean, you can really, it, it, if the teachers are willing, I, I'm sure that the, there's a way to incorporate music into the classroom You know, maybe not to the point where the kids are playing in a band or something, but at least they're exposed to it and they're given some sense of um, just how, you know, universal and important it is in life.
0: Right, right. So do you think uh, music teachers are dinosaurs now? That's basically they sit sit out to the pastor now, the real music teacher, Mr. Optimus or Mr. Uh, Mr. Grant or the you know the music teachers is that a job of the past in the school system?
2: I don't think so. I think that once the economy improves and you know the arts programs are restored to curriculum, that they'll they'll there will be a better demand for it. But I mean, for now, you know, as I said, unfortunately because of these economic times, music is just about one of the music and arts are the first things. That a lot of superintendents cut, and it's it's really a shame because it's it's so important for a child's development, um, because it brings so many different aspects to the child, and to people in general.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: I I, I don't but, but. think that dinosaurs. I think that there's still going to be a need for them. Um, there's always going to be music, whether it's taught in the schools or whether it's you know done privately and. Funded privately, um, there's always going to be music, and there, there and there's always going to be a need for people to teach music.
0: Right. Okay. That's good. It's good to know that you have that outlook, and that's what I want to hear. Um, wow. So, did, what instrument did you play? Did, what, I, I never asked that. What did what, Peter? What did you play? I played school? trombone. Ha ha! Great. Now, did you play the valve trombone or the sliding one, or both the slide, okay, so that's wonderful so did you did you get to see Ian playing the clarinet too, or do you guys in different? Yes, uh, I
2: heard him when he first started. I heard the squeaks and sounds of uh <laughs> when he was practicing home <laughs> because you know as as he, as he mentioned, we lived across the street from each other, so I would hear him and then his mother yelling.
0: <laughs> Turn that off no. Uh what made you what either what made you pick the trombone? You didn't like the bass or that was the only instrument left? Or how did how did that
1: how did that My happen?
2: father had played the trombone and when my grandmother signed me up for band camp she kind of hinted at that. So it's what I kind of got got I I didn't pick it so much as, as me. <laughs> I think it's the best way to put it.
1: Okay.
0: Did you uh Did you listen to other trombone players? Like, did you have any influence of uh, other cats that played? It that kind of, you know, kind of was hip. Like,
2: yeah, when I was in um, university studying, you know, to be a professional musician, which I'm not anymore, but um, I, I did follow some trombonists, and I, I don't ask me for their names because I can't tell you. It was way too long. But yeah, I mean, I went to. They they actually had trombone um, conventions, believe it or not, where conventions were just were just trombonists. Um, you know, it, it's a convention for musicians who are just play trombone. And I actually participated in a trombone orchestra.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: There were, yeah. I think, um, 140 different trombonists, and we wow. played a con- convention.
0: Now did you do any theory and composition? Did you write did you write any um trombone music out? You also? Yeah, at
2: SUNY, SUNY Purchase is a conservatory, so um I, I did have the classical conservatory training. Mm-hmm. And and I hold a BFA in music performance.
0: Wow, okay, okay. So so how important is do you do you have any kids now or nephews or, or nieces or you know, family members that I play instruments in your
2: I have four nieces with one more on the way, another niece, and um music is a great part of their life. You know, um unfortunately most of the music happens to be Barney. Um but at least
0: <laughs> you know, Barney is good.
2: Yeah, but you know the one thing is that they they will sit there and listen to the same thing about 10 times in a row. Right. And there's only so much Barney we could take as adults. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm not locking Barney,
2: but it's just <laughs> over and over
0: again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Barney. After a while, you know, you know, you get tired of him. Um, but uh, well, you got four times, you got four times the amount to listen to Barney, so I, I can imagine. Yeah (laughs) And you got one on the way So You got some more Barney To listen to Um Right I Yeah And I love you And you love me Song after a while Will get tiring uh, To the ear you know. Um But you know At least they have a A a uncle there That's uh Musical A musical genius And a computer genius And he'll be able to share Uh Your teachings with, With them When they get older You know If they play flute Or whatever You know Reading music Um that's remarkable. So um so what do you see music going in the future? Do you what what do you see us you know, you got, we got the iPads and the iPods and all this music, iTunes and
2: I think I think a whole new genre of music is gonna be born and a whole new way of playing instruments and a whole different set I mean, the the electronic instruments and computers and, and things like that it, it's it's I think there's a lot of potential there for that and I'm really intrigued by what by the possibilities of of just you know, what sort of music can be made that way. Because so you
0: don't have you have it so you you have no problem with the cut and paste music uh creation. Uh where they, they have basically they have these huge orchestras already cut and paste, and you can just kinda glue and paste and Collage and then make a song. You know what? If people
2: if people are are doing something new and innovative, I don't have a problem with it. But if they're just rehashing the same old stuff, then you know it's like that, that's not so interesting to me. But you know, people who are cutting and pasting and, and creating a new, you know, new sounds and new rhythms and and new types of music that um, mm-hmm. to me is pretty interesting. okay.
0: okay. And what about as far as uh, purchasing music? Uh, like right now, it's really only, I mean, we have a lot of stores, but really the music—the regular music store has diminished, like the Tower Records, the Virgin Records. The... So what do, you, what do you think about that, where, you know, since you have all these online ways of buying music, a lot of people are not the experience of going to the record shop and with your dad and mom or brother, it's gone. Kind of, they're kind of like, you, well, you know, that? I think that
2: music has become a lot more social with the enhanced ways of buying them online. Um, there are so many sites out there now that allow you to share like what you're listening to and, and um your musical taste with other people and you can and you can find new new music to listen to because of that. The one thing that still upsets me is how much the music labels and the record industry Attempts to control um, the sharing of music. Because, again, remember, one of the things I, I said at the beginning is music is something that's meant to be shared, and as a musician, you know, it, it's kind of, I think we all basically feel a need to share the music that we create, and by hindering the ability to do that by pricing music out of the average person's reach, it really um, hurts yeah.
0: Hello? Right, right. Yeah, I'm still I'm listening to that sharing thing. Uh, it's definitely important to be able to share with people, so you can get the word out, and people get a have an opinion. You know.
2: Exactly, and you know there there was a, a music site out there that allowed artists to upload their content and set their own prices, but I think it was just bought out by um, I don't remember who, but it was just recently bought out. And so I'm kind of waiting to see what's going to happen to that service.
0: Wow! 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 So,
2: you know, to see if they're going to keep the same model or if it's going to go the way of like you know, iTunes and Amazon MP3 store and stuff like that.
0: Right. So, so and when you were you were, you said something very interesting earlier, Peter, about going to different cities and performing like marching band and stuff and. Mm-hmm. And that that seems to be that seems to be dying down a little bit too now since we don't have the music in the schools, the kids don't get to participate on the field trips. So right. That takes, takes another.
1: Well, I know uh, at least yeah. at least my school. I know it still happens because all I can say is I always have been saying that like the best part of Spider-Man three was the appearance of the Porchester High School marching band in the movie. As I wasn't much of a fan of that movie, although I liked the the, the first two of the series. Uh-huh. Where yeah. I think that, I think certainly you can see it in different school districts. In some places, it's like the band is the priority. Like, I just remember, like, even, like, one thing which was always, like, the most popular thing was, was playing at the football games. And also, there was times, like, at road football games. Like, our high school actually is banned from playing other schools because our, I mean, actually our school's football team is banned from playing for other particular schools because our band spent too much time on the field during halftime. And <laughs> it's like, there are places where it's a priority. And in some places, it's like, for example, like in Texas, where you've got these, some places you got these multi-billion-dollar football stadiums for high school students, where I mean it's a religion down there, and I think right. a lot of places it's really where your priority is, and it really is based on the region and finding what what is working so it can support the things that will ultimately benefit the children as it, on an educational level and not just merely just passing standardized tests.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, if, yeah, because you know, after a while, just taking tests all day, and you know, you know, that's, that the kids want to do other things other than just uh, wear their brain out. Um, you got to find a way to get these these programs back in the New York areas and areas that need it. Because uh, my my thing is, I couldn't wait to get a music class. You know, sure, I want to take my algebra class and trigonometry class, but. My whole thing, I'm all, I can't wait. I'm going to have music class at 2 o'clock once I get through all this other academic stuff music or football, or, you know, so you got to keep that stuff in there somehow, you know.
2: Yeah, and music and is a great way to educate while entertaining.
0: Right. So, yeah, so, well, you know, Peter, you've been a great guest. We appreciate you on our show. Um, you've opened My pleasure. up a lot of doors. Yeah, you opened up a lot of doors. Uh, That YouTube officer thing is very interesting. I've never seen that before, but that's that's wild right there. And uh, Mm. do you have have any final thoughts? Ian, do you you have any final thoughts on before uh, we let you go here?
1: I I think that, Peter, thank you very much for um, joining us today, and um, you've been a great guest. Just talking about so many different aspects of growing up, playing music, listening to music, what like like the um the records that your grandparents introduced you to and even talking about your childhood love of anything <laughs> and everything Salvador. And, and thank you so much and I could say is best I can say is just best of luck to you and just I can just see like how I mean it's even it's like when I was a kid, even before I picked up that clarinet when I was in fourth grade, had already seen, like, the influence that music had on you, and thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us today.
2: Well, thanks for Who's having Peter? me. Thank you. Okay. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Sure. All right. And now it is time. Are you ready, Jay?
0: I'm ready, yeah. <laughs>
1: Are you ready? Are you ready to... Change somebody's life, or at least change somebody's iTunes catalog,
0: and change somebody's musical health.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, musical health. Let's get some <laughs> musical medicine here. Okay, I've got, I've got our followers. I am going to now once again, like I did last week, go to random. dot org. No affiliation. Random.org. And I'm going to give me a number between one and ten. Okay. Uh, the number is uh,
0: six. Okay.
1: I'm going to now press this button six times. So we're going to get a random number. One, two, three, four, five, six. The number is three. <laughs> let's see. One, two, three. All right. The winner is, let's see. See this person here, I am articles. It says Steve Johnson from San Diego, who has had a total of one tweet since two thousand nine who is who is following us. Okay. I'm not sure if this person is a real person, so let's you know, let's try someone else let's try let's try this next person here whose name is also Steve Johnson from Seattle oh. is his name, his handle is Paul Marks. That's right. If you Stephen W. Johnson, Paul Marks, you have won a twenty five dollar iTunes gift card. Congratulations. He has ninety nine thousand one hundred and two followers. He is ninety eight people away from having a hundred thousand people following him on Twitter. Isn't that amazing? 100,000 people following. Well, well, Stephen Johnson, Paul Marks, congratulations. You have won this award. Congrats. I'm going to actually write it right now to Paul Marks for winning the $25 iTunes gift card. DM me with your Info Right Pressing the tweet button So congratulations Paul Marks You have won The gift card from Parents Kids Music Please contact us We're looking forward to speaking to you soon And wow you know what It was a great show I mean, I, Once again thank you to Thank you to Peter for being on the show And just for like For really being an extended guest today And right. I think it was a great show and you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to save my thoughts about it. I saw this amazing movie earlier in the week that I think really, really connected very much well to parents' kids' music and to the theme of the show. And I think because I think because, we have, because we're running out of time, I'm going to save it for next week, and maybe Jay will have time to see it. The movie's called The Music Never Stopped. It actually debuted, and it was at, at the Sundance Film Festival this past year. January, and it's an amazing story about this relationship between a father and a son, and a son about this 30-year-old kid who ran right away from home when he was a teenager, and had and was found with this brain tumor, and the only thing that connects him to his life is music. And wow, and you know what? This music. is a teaser. I'm gonna bring. I'm going to. We'll be talking more about it next week. Our next show is going to be next Friday. Next Friday, April 8th, 2011, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. on, actually, and 12 noon on the West Coast. And you know what, Jay, it is almost time for lunch for you. So, Jay, once again, great show. Looking forward to seeing you all next week.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to throw out, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. And I'd like to ask you a a question that we asked at the end of our show, Ian. Um, And that is, what is your treasure? What is your treasure? Dot net.
1: Dot net. My treasure is that that I have a musical health that I've been able to listen and play play music, and that there's a TV on right now, and Cece Sabathia is throwing a baseball at <laughs> Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. <laughs> it is opening day of the Major League Baseball this season, and actually, my my friend Jonathan actually said since it is opening day and this is parents, Kids Music that we should mention Eddie Layton, the late great organist of Yankee Stadium and how with the beautiful music he created. So thank you very much. So what is your treasure, Dot Matt?
0: Well, my treasure today is, you know, I've met a little boy at I uh, went to a uh, honoring hometown heroes this week in Oakland and I met a little girl who a little boy who saved his school's music music program all by himself and what he did is he got wow. all the 8th grade yeah he got all the 8th graders to teach the younger kids so the 8th graders became the teachers and they taught them how to read music and sight read and how to play instruments and he saved the whole music at the Cora it's called the Cora school in Oakland and this little 8th grader saved all of the music programs at that school by him by himself by getting the 8th graders to teach the fifth and the 6th and the 4th graders and they kept their band, so that's my treasure. Just seeing, seeing this little thirteen-year-old boy do that was amazing. And we'll talk more about that next week. And I'm going to try again to get this little boy on our show because it's a, it's awesome. a great thing. Mm-hmm.
1: That's my. It treasure. It is excellent. All right, thank you, everyone. Once again, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Peter. And we'll see you all next week at Parents Kids Music. Thank you. Thank you.